Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. Alrighty, another week. Another week, a we Tuesday go. instead of a Monday. Yeah, yeah, we're a day late, so recording on Tuesday. I was gone for the weekend. It took a long weekend. I actually didn't even realize, but I was. Um, uh, when did we end up driving? I can't remember. Oh yeah, we 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 drove up Friday, but I did like a half day Friday, and then drove back Monday. But we spent the weekend up in Big Bear, California. I did some snowboarding for the first time, which was pretty fun. But uh, didn't record Monday like we usually do, so had a, a bit of a different schedule. You're living the self-employed dream. <laughs> or so, so it seems yeah I, um coming back t- today i was like oh my gosh there's so many things to do i feel so behind and it's like every time i go go out of town there's things that aren't done before that mm-hmm. i'm like oh, i can just get to that when i'm done but then it's like one day later that i'm getting into all those things and yeah it's a little bit a little bit different but uh yeah i'm hoping that one day it won't be like that that I can just like leave and then like things will still be like normal ish when I get back. But there was messages and things I was doing here and there on Sunday and on Monday and trying to move the ball forward. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess I'm still living the dream cause I got to take the day off <laughs> and I choose. So no, I hear you. My, uh, I've realized now my goal for this year is to be able to take December off. I can't remember if I mentioned that on the podcast or not yet. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned it a while back. We we had talked about it. Um, maybe it was in December, but that's also my goal. I already have my calendar blocked off for December. I just wanted to take the whole month off and see what happens. <laughs> just yeah, take it easy, like not do anything, not check anything. Um, but it's a pretty lofty goal to aspire to. Yeah, I remember you you did mention it then that you had blocked off your calendar and. At the time, I thought you were crazy, but now I think it's a, a worthy goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I kind of keep forgetting about it. I need to like plan for it more. I feel like around like October, I want to be like, okay, now I need to actually like do something about this. But you know, I think maybe <laughs> with things in the back of my mind, or at least knowing like, okay, I'm not going to schedule anything big or launch anything that month, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we'll figure it out, right? You just make it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh super super sore personally. I've I, I went snowboarding when I was like fifteen or fourteen, maybe even younger, maybe like thirteen. And um I was terrible. It was my first time and it was like really icy. And so even though I, I don't know, I just felt like I didn't have like a, a good chance. Went up this weekend and it was kind of like my first time over again. And I'm actually like pretty good. I did a couple jumps and went off a couple of ramps wow. and felt like by the end of the day, I sort of had the hang of it and, um, I'm pretty stoked about it. Like I want to, I want to go back and do it again, but, um, paying for it now, like my entire body, uh, from like literally from like toes to shoulders is <laughs> so sore from also like a combination of just like workout and like falling. So I didn't fall too many times, but like every time you fall, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a hard fall, especially going off some of the jumps. I ate it once really, really bad. <laughs> but, uh, it was oh, a good man. time nonetheless. M- marketing and snowboarding. You're going to give Justin Jackson a run for his money. 
I know, right? I was thinking about that. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I po- posted a fleet of me on the on the trailer, and I was like, oh, this is what Justin does all the time. It's so funny. <laughs> but um, that's really funny. Yeah, I really like it. I'm traditionally really, really bad at anything that requires balance, uh, like skateboarding. Like never really got into surfing. Never tried it. Never attempted it, which I know is like heresy considering i live in san diego <laughs> but um but i feel like snowboarding is different i actually really like it this is sort of like like a, a me thing but like anything that i feel like checks a bunch of boxes for me i just like go all in and it's just like no there's like no in between i'm just like all about it or like not about it at all and i realize snowboarding is like really fun because um like there's no i'm not scared of like falling at all which like skateboarding i was always so afraid of falling and mm. i hated it and surfing it's not really about the falling it's more like just the fact like being in the water uh that's a little bit harder i could get into it maybe but i love snowboarding that it's so easy you just like hop on the chairlift <laughs> and then you go downhill and you go back to it and i was like this is <laughs> what this is like the funnest thing in the whole world i don't do any work I just go downhill all day long like this is amazing there's like no work required that's funny yeah there's no you don't have to catch waves you don't have to uh, you know, exactly. while you're skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. And then like I'm back up at the top of the hill, you know, in like two minutes or whatever it is. And I just do it all over again. You just go up and down, up and down, up and down. And you get like, you get this really quick feedback loop too. You know, mm. it's like, oh, I'm going to try this thing this time. Like when I was trying to go off some of the jumps, you know, the first like 10 times I didn't land it at all, but I could just like go back, right. You know, go back. And like within five minutes I was trying it again and again and again and again. So it's like this hard too with, skateboarding and surfing is like you don't really get that i guess you kind of do with skateboarding but again with mm-hmm. the falling thing <laughs> i could not, i never yeah. wanted to try anything <laughs> uh and then with surfing you have to catch a wave and that each wave is different and so anyways yeah i really like snowboarding it's a fun uh a fun hobby i could see myself picking up and doing more often if i ever uh you know that i can work towards with my entrepreneurial endeavors to uh, unlock some time maybe actually maybe december that's what i'll do this year there you go Let's do some extended ski, uh, snowboarding trips. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Tie it all together. We'll see. But you also took a trip this last weekend. Did you take a couple of days off too, or just uh, just over the weekend? Yes, uh, took Friday off. Uh, nice. So we went up to San Clemente, which is like less than an hour from San Diego, just a little beach town uh, on the way to LA, and it was a good little spot. We. Uh, Brought our son for our first overnight trip, stayed in an Airbnb, and uh, we, we all survived. <laughs> you did it, yeah. Yeah, St. Yeah. Clemente's fun. I've never actually stayed there, but I've driven through it many, many times going up to L.A. And uh, but I always think like, oh, I forget this place exists. Like no one ever <laughs> talks about it. Right. I never see anyone post about it. I don't even know. I guess it's technically still San Diego County, but like, I don't know. It's just like this weird like, it's like its own little place, you know, it doesn't really like fit with the rest of San Diego or LA. Yeah. I don't know a single person that's ever actually like gone and stayed there overnight. Right. Or that uh, like lives a friend there of mine. or is from yeah. there. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine from, uh, he lives in Santa Monica. He's like, I've never even heard of that place. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. But well, that was, it was a good time. Yeah. It's a good time off and, Got away from the computer. You say you took Friday off? Yeah, I took Friday off. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like you were saying, like, 
I think I got about half of my list done last week that I wanted to. And then coming back this week, it's like, oh crap, time to catch up on everything now. So yeah, uh, we're working to get out of that mode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I was going to try to do some work last night and that's normally like what I try to do, but I was just so burnt out from driving a whole bunch. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't need to, I can just get to it tomorrow. And I'm, I'm trying to, I've actually seen quite a few people on Twitter pretty recently be like, Hey, like this whole entrepreneur thing, like you're never going to ha- get everything you want to every day, but like the stuff you do, just feel good about it and be okay with that. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to like get out of that constant, like rush feeling, you know, just like always feeling behind. So we'll see, but it's always hard too when there's other people giving you input, like, Hey, when's this coming? Or like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Or, you know, sparks an idea and you just like want to get to it right now. And I have a hard time with that personally. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to go back to basics a little bit. Um, I, I think I've been fighting off burnout a little bit as far as just doing a lot of things right now that I'm not very good at doing them for the first time. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's challenging. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do normally I do monthly reviews. I've, I've gone back to doing weekly reviews. Uh, I find that helps me a lot mm-hmm. and just putting together like a big list of like, okay, write down every single thing that I've been thinking about or potentially needs to get done. And instead of having that all float around in my head, look at that list and it's a scary looking list, but okay. Like what is the number one, uh, you know, maybe one through three, uh, top items on that list that I can, that really need to get done, uh, and just focus on those. And yeah, that's, that's definitely helping me. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's, it's never ending. Like you said, when you do the, the weekly reviews, um, this is something that I feel like I should have kind of down by now because every week in this wife house community, we do like a work in, work in public, um, like weekly roundup where we just kind of, Hey, what'd you do last week? What's your plan for this week? Anything you learned, anything you need help with. And every single week I look back at my calendar and I'm like, what the heck did I do last week? <laughs> and so not that I didn't do anything. I know that I did a lot. Um, and I, even, I know what I've done. I just can't remember if it was last week or last month or like two weeks ago. Like it's all kind of a blurred together. Do you look back on like a to-do list or do you write things down as you go, like within like your weekly kind of log and you're like, okay, well, this was like on my list to do last week. So, and I, I did get these things done or how does that work for you? Yeah. So I start out, uh, uh, usually on Sunday, but sometimes not till Monday, I'll write the, the week entry for the upcoming week and I'll, I'll have three titles, uh, my, my aims for the week, uh, and then what has gone well this week and what has not gone well. And so as the week goes on, I try to fill out those categories. Um, the first one I'll do at the beginning of the week and let me see, let me pull up this week. Uh, so this week I have, uh, number one is set only one goal per day. So, uh, yeah, I've been, like I said, struggling with trying to do a whole bunch of things and then not getting anything done. So it's like, all right, if I get this one thing done today, then I'll, I'll call it a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was number one. Number two is, uh, prior prioritize your team, uh, and delegation over doing the work yourself. So this has been an ongoing challenge for me, but, um, put, putting the, the team members first over, uh, uh, 
basically be more of a manager than an individual contributor is uh, something I'm working on. And then my third one was just be less hard on myself uh, because that's uh, (laughs) it's always good to remember. Same, same. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I was also thinking about the weekend that's sort of related, but I was actually thinking about this theme of like, um, you know, the first thing you said was like living the, you know, self-employed dream. And I was thinking about how I was like, I, I have like, I've kind of checked most of the boxes of sort of like making it quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like it. I think because like, I guess like my lifestyle wouldn't really be different if I sort of made it quote unquote, like financially and or like, did all the things that I wanted to do. Like felt like, okay, these, you know, the business and like, you know, my career is in a place where I want it to be. My lifestyle wouldn't change all that much. I don't think like I still have, you know, a lot of autonomy, set my own schedule, you know, freedom to explore sort of like the hobbies that I want to, um, maybe not as much time as I would, but like, uh, it's more, you know, I already have like a decently nice car living in an apartment. So like that would be one thing that would change. Probably like go buy a house and I don't know, have like a small like lifestyle upgrade. <laughs> it would actually be pretty large. But like that aside, the lifestyle wouldn't be all that different. It's more like the feeling, like the feeling of like how much money am I making this month? How do I feel about that? How do I feel about like my future and sort of like career trajectory or like where things are going? Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I don't know day to day things wouldn't really change all that much what would change with the feeling well just feeling like like i've made it you know what i mean like my lifestyle wouldn't change that much so like the thing i'm chasing isn't really like a destination or um like something where my life my lifestyle would change it's more like the way that i feel about day to day and like the way that i think about what I'm working on, if that makes sense. Does it make sense? Like uh, instead of like day to day, I'm thinking, okay, how do I get Twilight Files to a thousand true fans? Mm-hmm. How do I get to a place where I'm consistently bringing in more money than I'm burning and I'm default alive? Mm-hmm. How do I get to, how do I build business and businesses to a place where I know that, you know, I'll be financially sort of independent one day. And right now, like none of those boxes uh, are checked. And so those are the things that are constantly top of mind and produce some sort of like underlying or not, maybe not underlying produce like a, uh, like a low grade stress, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind of always feeling kind of behind and, or like there's an endless to do list. Um, whereas if I had like made it, so I'm saying it's not like, I would probably, you know, I would have a nicer like house, but like my lifestyle wouldn't change all that much day to day. Like even what I do wouldn't change day to day. It's just the way that I think about it and feel about it would be different. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. I, I think it's, it's more the feeling of security. Yeah. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, is, is each month going to be okay? Um, am I going to continue to be able to do the things that I want to do? And, um, yeah, I went through that pretty, pretty heavily last year with JetBoost. Um, and even the year before that, when I was consulting part-time and, and trying to launch other products, uh, you know, 
my, my income was less than what it was when I had a full-time job and it's like, you're struggling. You're like, okay, how do I get to that level where, uh, you know, it's a, it's at least, I'm at least not feeling the opportunity cost constantly of, well, if I just had a full-time job, then, mm. you know, I'd be making this salary or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It, I think a, a lot of, especially bootstrap founders, like solo founders aim for 10 K MRR, uh, or at least 10 K per founder. So 20 K if you have two founders. And I will say that as soon as JetBoost hit that last year, it was like, it was like a weight lifted. It, mm. Like I stopped checking MRR after every single new subscriber, you know, like right. it, it was just, it was like, okay, it's, it's at least sustainable. It's, it's reached this level. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it didn't change anything in my life. Like you said, as far as uh, lifestyle or anything like that. Um, it's just reaching that, that default to live level and, uh, knowing that it's, it's sustainable, I guess it, it does give you that peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cause over the weekend I was thinking, I was like, Oh, it's, I mean, I'm having ton, a ton of fun and like, this is great. And like super like privileged just to be able to do that. But in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking about like, okay, <laughs> I almost feel guilty. Like I need to make more progress on these things. And like, I wish that, you know, this was in place so that I didn't have to worry about sort of how much money was coming through the door, or, you know, being able to reach my goals for this month and that, you know, being able to, to relax a little bit more, like, sure. I, I can go out and like take a long weekend but like, I think I would enjoy it more if I felt like a little bit more secure, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. That, that part is nice. And then on the flip side, like, uh, I do think in the beginning I, I did have a better lifestyle, like you said, where mm -hmm. I was able to take days off and, um, and yeah, just, uh, go, go do whatever. And it's, it's certainly gotten harder right now, but it's just another phase to, to get through. Yeah. Ongoing, right? Default alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's the, um, for, for you actually, I mean, I mean, so you've reached default alive, right? We've talked about that before and sort of reached that mm -hmm. milestone. Um, is the next milestone a little bit more like on the time side of things, like unlocking and delegating and sort of building out more of like the company rather than just the, the business, you know, the revenue generating products. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I actually like, I, I struggled with this for a while, um, figuring out, okay, what is next? And, um, two different Tyler's really helped me out with this. <laughs> uh, number one was, uh, uh, Tyler Tringus who runs Ernest. Uh, we had our conversation, I mentioned it last time and he was the one that suggested like, Hey, uh, probably not a bad goal for you would be to take all of December off. And mm. I was like, that is a really good goal. Like I, I should be uh, trying to optimize for time now. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and also just, uh, I've been, I've been reading a lot of, uh, Jason Cohen's blog and he's, t he's has some good blog posts about, uh, you know, what it means for a company to be brittle and JetBoost is a very brittle company right now as so much of it relies on myself. Uh, and it's, kind of got me motivated to build a stronger company in that sense. Uh, and then the, the other blog post I read recently, which was really great was from Tyler King, 
who runs uh, Less Annoying CRM. And he wrote a post called, uh, what was it called? The Enough Number, What Motivates You After You Have Enough. And this is, this is like an awesome post. We'll, ha- we'll have to link to it. But uh, he, he talks about, you know, he's, he's been running Less Annoying CRM for, I think, like 10 years now. Um, they do like over 3 million in ARR. And he said like he's, he makes the salary that he wants to make and, uh, and, and has enough. And so he kind of lists out different areas that, that you could optimize for, whether it's family, hobbies, customers, employees, uh, what else do you have? Community or craft. Uh, and so it's just a really good post to think about once you do reach that level, uh, what is next. And, I think I'm still kind of figuring that out for myself, but it certainly involves, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing right now, doesn't feel that sustainable, uh, or, or that strong, like I said. So, um, trying, trying to build that up. Yeah. That's, that's all uh, we'll have to link to those and I'll have to read both of those. I was actually, this morning I was reading about, uh, Will Reynolds, who's, um, uh, the founder of Seer Interactive, like a big sort of well-known marketing agency. And um, I don't know if you know him or if you maybe saw it, but it's kind of circulating around at least my Twitter today. And he actually talked about the same concept of enough. And Mm. um, I think it might be in a different context because he was talking about personally. But basically, I think he's been running Seer since, I forget when he founded it, like 2008 or 9 or 10 or something like that. But he's been doing it for a long time. He's very, very successful and well off now. And basically he's using like phantom equity to like distribute a hundred percent of the profits back to employees and basically to like remove himself, not from the company, but from all the financial upside, like he pays himself a salary, but like all profits and like basically ownership he's removing himself from, uh, and giving back to other people to reach their enough number. I thought that was really, really, really cool. Wow. Um, yeah. It's been like a weird, like, uh, like coincidence this morning too, but I was also reading about, um, uh, what's his name? Packy not boring newsletter was writing, writing about DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, which are like built on the blockchain. Basically it's like a whole bunch of like DeFi stuff and, you know, crypto and whatnot. But basically that the premise was, um, like there's this thing called a DAO and it's basically like an investment group where each one of the investors um, acts as the general partner essentially. So like traditionally you have the limited partner who's like provides the capital and you have a general partner who deploys the capital and then you have like uh, obviously the companies and then like any infrastructure or team around deploying the capital or and are raising new capital and helping invest, you know. And so DAO is basically like removes all those layers into into one um, and how the applications could be for communities, could be for uh, companies, could be for, you know, transitioning a company into sort of being customer owned. There's also this, you know, running thread around Gumroad and sort of crowdfunding as well. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool that like, anyways, it's all around this idea of like, hey, it's not just about you and yourself about finding your enough number. You know, there's some opportunities for transitioning that over. Uh, we also talked about, um, uh, 
Ernest Express, which I think is now like a thing, I guess, mm-hmm. they're like experimenting with the first iterations, but um, a lot of founders take some money off the table and uh, sell a minority share for a life-changing amount of number. But um, anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like uh, Tyler is productizing the uh, the Basecamp Jeff Bezos deal. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so for real. I know, it's pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think, um, you know, a few weeks ago, we had sort of, I forget what exactly we were talking about, but we were talking about how, like, what would be like the long-term vision? I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I could see either being two things, like one, you know, if there is a sort of scenario where I have a successful company, then I think definitely like finding that enough number uh, and either like transitioning out of the company and like handing over the reins to someone else, but still like having some of the upside long-term or just like completely sort of handing it over. And I don't know, just doing something around crowdsourcing or or crowdfunding, I mean, or uh, like phantom equity or basically just like removing a lot of the you know like handing over the reins financially as well or selling and doing something completely different i still don't think that i'm probably like a 50-year founder i want to run a company forever kind of base camp like that's that's <laughs> a lot different but also you know with something like um something like an earnest express or a crowdfunding or a you know customer fund like whatever it is having some sort of like long-term um not transition but like optionality would, would, be, mm-hmm. would be huge right yeah that's the thing if 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 you're a bootstrap founder pretty much your entire net worth is likely tied up into your company <laughs> right yeah and, it's crazy yeah so yeah unless you're throwing off profit like crazy it's like the even then you still have some insecurity around, you know, is this business going to continue to um, succeed? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we, we talked about it before, but um, saw a regular listener of uh, Bootstrap Web as well with uh, Jordan Gall and Brian Castle. And uh, Jordan transitioned out of Cardhook, but one of the open questions for me, and maybe I should just ask him, but it's like, hey, like, <laughs> that's got to be a scary thing. If, and he's talked about it before. It's like, hey, like most of his net worth is tied up in this company, which he is now no longer in control of, quote unquote. I think mm-hmm. he still has ownership and is on the board and stuff. But like, that's pretty. That's a pretty crazy concept. Like, hey, I built this big successful thing and now I'm letting someone else determine its future to grow it or potentially, you know, burn it to the ground. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, just as a, as a listener of that podcast, to me, it, it sounds like he just has built up so much trust with the the team that he left in place that, uh, and, and the leadership that he left in place that he's, uh, he's really comfortable with that. But yeah, it might yeah. be worth asking you. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll, I'll ask Jordan. I'll, uh, yeah. Once we publish it, I'll say, hey, there's a question for you in here. But um, ba- back on the, the time unlock, uh, any updates on the, the hiring front? Oops, sorry. I, I missed probably the last 10 seconds. No worries. Uh, back on the, the time unlock, did you, any any updates on the hiring front? Oh, uh, yes, actually. Uh, I 
it looks like I have someone starting April 1st to help really? out with support. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, did you post the job description? No. So it's been kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, last week I, uh, now I'm getting my weeks all confused, but I think last week I, f- I either wrote the, I don't know, I, I finalized the job description and put together the job application as well, which was like just an Airtable form, uh, which Side note is the first time uh, I've actually really used Airtable, <laughs> mm. which is kind of funny because I, I've seen it a lot uh, looking at people's Webflow projects that that also use Airtable and uh, right. seen a lot of tutorials. And I had an Airtable account. I, I tried some of the templates, but I'd never like really had a use for it yet. Um, and I got to say, like, I, I was pretty blown away. Like, it, it's an awesome product. Mm-hmm. Um, building out the, the job application form was like super intuitive and had everything I needed. So, uh, that was really cool. Uh, but I, you didn't I end s- up needing it <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so yeah, I had it all ready to go. Um, and was figuring out different channels to, to post it and send out. And then someone reached out to me on Twitter, uh, which is just su- su- such an amazing platform. Uh, Twitter serendipity. It strikes uh, again. Everything that, that. LinkedIn should be, but isn't, <laughs> which we can talk about another time. Um, but yeah, he reached out and it's, it's someone who I've done a little bit of work with before. Uh, and, and he is, knows Webflow really well, knows JetBoost. He's helped people out with JetBoost before. Hmm. And part of the reason I never asked him directly was I, I just didn't think he'd be that interested uh, and so we got to talking and it was kind of like you said, like the, the appeal to him is the, he has other things that he wants to work on and focus on. Um, but JetBoost offers the, the flexibility for him to be able to do that. Um, and also more of a consistent, uh, income rather than having to chase new clients all the time. So, right. um, yeah, probably, uh, be able to share more on that coming up. We, have, we haven't officially signed yet, but uh, I mean, we're, we're both super excited to get started. So that's amazing. Well, yeah, look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. <Well> done. <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of interesting because um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear your take. So he reached out to me and I think for like I, part of it was just like so surprised and uh I just put all this work into the job description and job application. I was like, well, you know, I was feeling the sunk cost a little bit. I was like, should I, should I send this out anyway? Should I like cast a wider net and, and see who all is out there? And, um, yeah, after thinking about it less than a day, I was like, well, this person's already like a perfect fit. Um, I think he'll do a great job. And, uh, you know, I can, I can always have this in my back pocket now to, to hire the next support person. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't create extra work for yourself if right. <laughs> it's already a great fit and you know, you don't want yeah. to sift through applications and, you know, get back to people and have people asking about it. And so, yeah, I mean, that's like the ideal scenario to be in. It's just like recruit basically, except it's, it's like inbound recruiting. So it's even better. Yeah. It's funny too. Cause you, you had told me this maybe a month or so ago, like, it's going to take a lot longer than you think. And, you know, I was thinking like, okay, if I actually did go through with the application process, like I'd probably be lucky to have someone starting May 1st and, and right. 
right. to have someone starting April 1st, which even now still feels too far away, <laughs> but is, is, <laughs> is coming up quickly. Um, yeah, I think next time I'll, I'll definitely be try to hire a little bit sooner knowing that, knowing just how long the process takes. Yeah. Like a little bit ahead, but yeah. I mean, again, you're sort of in the, uh, April 1st is still incredibly quick and, uh, the way that worked out, you know, you don't have to spend hardly any time on it. So I'd put that in the win category personally. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that was basically all came together yesterday. Uh, so really, really stoked about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, what else is new? You launched like an entirely new product and have you uh, <laughs> updated the marketing side and <laughs> what, what else do you have up your sleeve? Yeah. I, I wish I could say that. Um, it's funny actually because I've been, uh, dealing with just some of the like borderline burnout issues and, uh, doing a lot of things that, that are more difficult. I had to take a day last week where I just like, uh, <laughs> I just went into like deep technical mode working on, uh, it's basically JetBoost is starting to, it, it's going down the slippery slope of as we continue to add more features um, that are kind of bolted on a not super great foundation uh, because like that's uh, basically most of the the code that's still in use was like the original MVP. Right. Um, there there are some things that basically the the foundation needs to be built a little bit better uh, in order to not end up in the situation where it becomes like very difficult to add new features. Uh, so mm. when I have time to do more product related stuff, uh, my goal is, is to work on that foundation level piece. And so I took a day last week to explore a few things around that. And it was like, yeah, I was just back in the flow state, like, okay, I, I can work for, you know, hours on end. And, uh, it, it was a little bit of a morale boost for me. So. But, That's cool. but no new, no new products yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. DBD. Um, yeah. question is, uh, do you think that that's something that someone like Starwetch could take on if you gave them sort of like the opportunity or like the time to do, or is it quite literally something only you could do or that only you would want to do? Um, I'm just wondering if like, that's like something that uh, just like as a thought experiment, you know, where like someone else could do, but that you want to tackle because you feel like you need to. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question. Um, like my gut says it would be hard for someone to uh, come in and uh, sort of remodel the room as it is right now. Um, but having said that, like, it's, it's probably not impossible. You could probably, uh, at this point, I don't think Sarwich has worked on enough of the code. Cause I've, I've had him, I've tried to find like projects that are a little bit more siloed for him, uh, yeah. where he can just be more productive without having to go and learn like all this insane crud that I threw together, <laughs> you know, a year ago. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. I, I was listening to, 
another podcast, uh, Bootstrapped FM, and mm-hmm. they had uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Peldy, the founder of Balsamic. Uh, and in his, he, he was talking a little bit about historian. He's he was a software engineer who started Balsamic, which is uh, I don't know if you've heard it. It's like a wireframing yep. product. Yeah. Uh, and he was saying how it took him like five years to really let go of being a developer on the product and, um, and actually becoming like the CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he said something that really stuck with me and it was like, he's like the, the, the big challenge in your mind is you realize like the company is going to be losing a really great coder and gaining a really crappy manager (laughs) because like you don't have those, those skills yet. Um, and so that's, it's like, it's totally how I feel right now. Uh, mm. but it seems like listening to anyone like that, who has that, that experience, they always say I waited way too long. So, uh, right. I'm hoping to avoid that. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I think that you want to balance that with like, what are the things that you actually enjoy doing? Like want to keep for yourself? Mm-hmm. You don't have to completely let go. I mean, you still, you have a choice, right? You, get to make the rules and do what you want. And so um, I, I could kind of see too how maybe like it's kind of a scary thing and indoor like it's your baby a little bit. Like you want to be able to define and control how things work and sort of the architecture as you see it. And like you said, you know, uh, sort of orchestrate the layout of the room or however you said it before. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get to design the, the layout of the room. So um, yeah, I get it, but that's a, that's a difficult balance to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's an ongoing challenge for sure. Cool. Well, look forward to seeing, uh, the progress, but again, well done. I can't wait to hear more about the, the hiring front. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. What's, fun. uh, what's new on your front? Yeah, not a ton. Um, just in like minor updates, but, uh, Last week, I recorded four podcast guest appearances, which was fun. Wow. And um, as part of this, uh, I just I had like an idea. I was like, oh, what if I like did like a podcast swap where like I go on someone's podcast and then they go on mine. I can't remember if I talked about this before, but I was just trying to think about like what's something I can just like do a quick win on where I don't have to like reach out to a bunch of people and I can just sort of, you know, let it be inbound a little bit. And it would definitely be like a win-win instead of me just pitching myself. And so I think that resulted in like 15 people uh, reaching out and like scheduling something. So it's going to be a lot, a lot of podcasters on everything as marketing <laughs> coming up soon. And I'm going to be on a lot on a lot of podcasts. So I recorded four last week, um, but over the next like six weeks or so, I'll be on a whole bunch more. Uh, but that felt good. Actually today, um, which is Tuesday, uh, my episode with uh, with Jay Klaus on the Creative Elements podcast went live, which is awesome because that one's a huge podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorite, new favorite ones. And um, actually, I, I recorded that a while back. It wasn't a part of this, but like going on podcasts has been something I've been wanting to do more of and sort of do like a round of. Um, so that feels good because it feels like, okay, I'm making progress. I'm out there. I'm getting in front of new people. I'm also offering like a coupon code for everyone. Uh, who listens to that podcast and I only like give it out there and each Mm. one's unique. And so trying to like track it a little bit because so far one of the more like successful things I did was I went on the growth machine podcast with Amanda 
and um, who's a Twy Files member. And I've had a whole bunch of people come from there. And it's just like a small, you know, niche podcast. And so I was like, well, let's just do more of this. And so <laughs> excited to see how it turns out. Um, I'm hoping to see some of the some of the creative elements, uh, coupon codes being used and people come through the door. But uh, anyways, last week recorded four of those, which felt good. Um, I also hosted the first workshop in our sort of new research series uh, with uh, Nicholas Stevenson. It was actually really, really good. I was really impressed. It made me feel good about like what we were doing because um, we had some good questions and he even did like a mock interview. And now I have it like recorded and published in the archive in the community for anyone to watch from here on out. And so that feels like a big win. Just to be like, yes, this is going to be awesome when we have, you know, 30 of these and um, already have a bunch more scheduled all the way out through April uh, for more of these series, all on customer research starting out. Uh, but that went really well. Really appreciated of Nicholas. Um, I added some more. Did I, did I talk about the tiny marketing ideas newsletter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I added more of those, um, but I need to. I don't keep know if I realized you. I didn't know you already started that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, gosh, see, I can never remember <laughs> when I actually did something or launched it, or. But uh, I remember that you, you had the idea for it. Okay. Yeah. So I I launched it. I ended up I just like created the first one, and then I spun up the page on Webflow, and then I just posted on Twitter and said, "Here's something I'm doing." And then like a week later, added a, b a bunch more. So I think now I have like six or seven and it's like a daily thing. So now when I add new ones, it'll just like go out the next day and it'll be like this, you know, consistent drip. Um, but it's pretty, I mean, it's kind of fun because what I'm trying to do is do less like, okay, let me start from scratch on this idea and then like write it out. Because again, the content production has been something I've been struggling with, but that there's like a lot in the works constantly. So I also didn't want to like be really slow and just do like one article, you know, every other week. Um, I wanted to like keep producing more. So the tiny marketing ideas basically allows me to get more out the door quicker. And then also gives me a little bit of foundation to work off of for when I do start creating this more long form articles, which I have a couple in the works. But um, yeah, the concept is basically just like these bite-sized uh, tactics, lessons and and strategies that people can implement with uh, things like the idea, examples, and then resources. So it's like super succinct and concise, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to put together. So I add some more to that on Friday, I believe, right before I left. Um, but that felt good to get out. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out now since I didn't know you launched that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, and also a little bit of like linking back to podcast episodes and like other things and those sort of all interconnect and whatnot. But I still have some work to do around like the technical side of things, allowing people to unsubscribe from it. Cause it's like a separate newsletter kind of, and like, I don't want it to just like unsubscribe from everything cause it's a daily newsletter. So if someone did want to unsubscribe, they can unsubscribe from that only and not everything swipe files related. So just a, a public note that I'm working on that. <laughs> um, and then I actually invited the first beta users for Help a Creator. So I spun up um, a logo and the MVP in Circle. And I was just like, I'm just going to ship this thing. Just get it out there, even though it's going to be ugly. Created a, a Notion doc that has like the onboarding instructions. And then I emailed the list that I've been collecting through the form, which I think there was like 160 on there now. And said, hey, here's what I'm working on. 
you know, if you're interested, reply. And I just want to work with like a handful of people who are consistently creating content every week. That way you can kind of iron out the kinks. And um, had, I think about 10 or 15 people reply. And so now like basically getting it started and it's there, it's live, it's helpacreator.com. You can join, you can even post if you want to. I haven't like <laughs> set like the hard limits around it, but um, trying to like, facilitate that and uh and allow people to do because it's i have i'm a little bit at the mercy of like people's content schedule as well you know like i can't just it's not like hey like post something random it's Mm -hmm. like hey post a request for something that you're working on right now and also that thing might not even need something right now but you know the next time that you do so that's i'm trying to curate it a little bit more but also felt really good to to ship and get out that's awesome I love your style and approach of building MVPs, no code MVPs, and uh, always reaching out to people, talking to people, getting people on an early access list. And uh, it it seems like whenever you launch something new, you, you're starting from uh, a pretty strong position. I would hope so. Yeah, I even um, did the 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 form. So I had like this big long questionnaire, basically, for if someone was interested. And that has like an amazing amount of insight in it where people are talking about here's what I'm doing now. And here's like how much I feel with the pain and here's how I'd imagine it would work. And actually gave me some more ideas because I wasn't sure if like, I'm still not even sure, but the way that works, uh, well, the way that it would have worked if I hadn't really read through it was I was just thinking I'll create like a space and then people can, you know, post requests and that'll just be like the only thing. Um, but through it, I also realized that what people really want is like a database where they can search through people who have sort of opted in to be shown as maybe like a source. And so then I created like a second part where it's quite literally just a database. And that was also really easy to spin up a circle because you can create like a, a list of people if they just like join the space. And so I don't even have to like hook it up to anything or have them fill out anything. It's just quite literally like Hey, click join. And then like, now you're going to be listed here and then you can fill out, you know, your bio and the description. I'm going to have some tags later on, but, um, but yeah, always try to start from that place of what do people want And the forum has been really, really insightful. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see, but my hope is I can get some people starting to test it out and sort of prove out the workflow a little bit. Um, I also, oh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Banner Bear. Um, it's really, really cool. I had like seen it and seen some people use it before, but I knew that I could probably hook up something kind of cool with Help a Creator. So how it works is, uh, and like the, the long-term vision is when someone posts a request for, you know, some sort of source or insight or comment or quote, whatever it is, then, uh, you know, they will go and share it on Twitter and LinkedIn or email, whatever. It'd be like, hey, here's like the prompt. You can, you know, has all the instructions in there or whatever, but also it'll be posted automatically to the help a creator Twitter account. And then that'll have some like hashtags to be discovered. Uh, but it also generates something nice where that they can share it as well. And so using banner bear, basically it goes like circle gets posted. I use Zapier to send some information to banner bear. I designed like a really simple template from one of the starting points that banner bear provides. And then it like fills in so that it automatically creates this little image with the request on it. And so it says like, you know, seeking no coders to comment on building a job board. And then it'll be like, 
Corey Haynes and like my name and my face right there. So it's super clear like who it's from and people can see it without even like going to the post, if that makes sense. So they get like a preview of it Mm -hmm. Um, and it works seamlessly. It's like amazingly easy. I was like, (laughs) this is really cool. I just automatically generate images. Like who knew that that was even possible? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that product. It looks really slick. Yeah. The testing, it was a little bit hard because Zapier doesn't like duplicate tweets. And so I had to like, I forget what I had to do, but um, I had to like keep changing the message, like the body of the tweet so mm-hmm. <laughs> to like test it. Cause I didn't want it to be like exactly the same. Um, Cause I was pulling from like an example one, but uh, yeah, it works really, really well. That's cool. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes, but I'm hoping that it'll be something again where I could just not set and forget, but like have it be there. It won't take a ton of time. It's a little bit more of like a marketplace model. So it's not gonna require a ton for me. Maybe I'll get some sponsors. Maybe there's an opportunity for, I don't know, some sort of like paid membership or listing somewhere or something, but I don't know, maybe another thing that can kind of help me get to default alive a little bit quicker <laughs> or a little bit yeah. more default alive. I'm always amazed by how many projects you're able to juggle simultaneously. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be an issue eventually, but, um, for now it's a lot of fun and, uh, trying to make, you know, who is it? It's Daniel Vassalo who talks about this idea of like making small bets. And mm-hmm. I like that idea too. Like I'm not trying to put all my eggs in one basket. And I think also just being a little bit more entrepreneurial, like it's fun having multiple things at once uh, rather than just, you know, one thing. Although there's nothing wrong with that. And that's also a good thing because then you just have one thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you yeah, need to write so your own uh, 12 startups in 12 months post. I know, right? Oh, man. <laughs> I saw actually. I think one of the guys in my in my mastermind cohort in uh, the On Deck No Code Fellowship. I think he did. I want to. I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm going to butcher it, but I think he did 12 No Code ideas in 12 weeks. I want to say. Oh, which wow. I was like, whoa. <laughs> There's a you know up the ante a little bit. Power of No Code. Right. Yeah. Much much quicker. But uh, yeah, no. I don't want 12 that's things. Funny. That's for sure. I'd like like three or four things max. Definitely not 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Well, anything else top of mind or new on your front? Um, no, nothing else really. All right. Cool. Well, we'll have all the things we mentioned, we mentioned, uh, in the show notes. I think I've mentioned or I've managed to, uh, include most of them, but, uh, otherwise we'll see you in the next one.